Sonny is very lucky that his father is a better person than Dolly. And I think you, 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 you are an ostrich. Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day, he's the biggest fool in Manchester. And that is you, David Myers. Football heritage. No one wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Baller Boys podcast. I'm your host and the two usual suspects here today, Rahul. Hello, everyone. Happy 2023. And DJ Nick Kaiser. What's up? So, Happy New Year, everybody. Welcome to 2023. So, boys, any New Year's uh, resolutions, anything of that Um, sort? How many times have you guys written the date and written 2022? To be fair, I haven't I made have that. I have not written. We yeah. hardly write the date, right? <laughs> yeah, because yeah, right. I haven't right. started right. work yet, yeah. bro, for the yeah, year. Yeah. I think that's why. I did it once yesterday, and then this is like, um, you've prescribed it for last year. You both proceeded to laugh. <laughs> no, no, there was no <laughs> laughing from her. So guys, I know we didn't do, um, to, for our listeners, um, we didn't do a post-World Cup wrap-up whatsoever. So I, I thought we'd just take this time, like a minute or so to sort of, you know, summarize the World Cup and, and sort of just, you know, just chat on, you know, how, were you happy with the winners? You know, I think Argentina, Messi, I think deserved the win. What do you all think? I really enjoyed it. Um, it's hard to differentiate whether this is the World Cup where I've been into football the most. Do you know what I mean? Obviously, doing the podcast and mm, yeah, f- following football to a different degree um, compared to when I was younger. I don't know if that has to do with it, but I really enjoyed it. Uh, somehow, with work and things, it lined up that on my off days, uh, they were really good games. So, I watched lots lots of it. Uh, yeah. And then, obviously, the final for me. I mean, it's the best final I've seen in my life. Yeah, same, same. Six goals, yeah. penalties. Thriller. You know, you... You, you can't complain. So, it, yeah. Yeah. Really, really just it. so happy France in a win and the fact that Messi won. What a what a month and a half for the Messi versus Ronaldo debate. Yeah. Definitely. <laughs> one is going to After all those one years. is going to walk up, bro. There are levels After to this game. Years. I hope you're listening. So, <laughs> okay, anyway. He's not, bro. I can tell <laughs> yeah. you he's not. He's not. He's not. <laughs> Although thousands listen to us, but he's not one of them. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately. <laughs> <laughs> Small chance. So, anyways, we're back with the Premier League. It has resumed, and um, I'm not gonna lie, I'm I'm finding it nice as a United fan. You know, every day waking up, you know, to win. Yeah, to win, clean sheets galore. I'm loving it, <laughs> boys. I'm loving it. How yep. about you guys? <laughs> oh, it's the opposite, man. <laughs> To be Every fair, you only lost one game, One game against Brentford. No, nah, no, 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 no. But no, but the thing is. It mm. was, it's been coming, you know. You've okay. the Villa game, the one after that, uh, the, even yeah, the Leicester game. You come away and you're just like, yeah, okay, fine, <laughs> three points. But oh that was pretty shit. Listening to listening to this is like the contrast between <laughs> this season and last season. Probably at a similar point is crazy. Yeah, like this was the one that was like not wanting to talk about United. How the tables have turned, there. Oh gosh, one year. Yeah. Remember the questions I used to ask you guys? Guys, how, how does it feel? How does it feel? Doing yeah. uh, research on Liverpool when they're winning every game. When they're I'm like, it's boring. Yeah, it's boring. <laughs> I don't even watch them play. They just like win all the time. 
but you see now now uh, we're still at the stage right where there's so much which is wrong there's so much to talk about if it continues this way you'll get to a point where i'm just like i don't want to talk about it anymore <laughs> do you get what i mean he's like you know how you have the stages of depression right <laughs> i'm still i think we're still you know quite uh, acceptance yeah <laughs> we're quite early on in the whole pro- in the whole process so it'll get worse lah definitely there's a lot of space for it to get anger worse. <laughs> 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 so just uh you know summarize everything i think um we're back arsenal are still on top you know are they going to win the league i don't know let's talk about it later uh city surprisingly dropping points here and there i think they drew one game won one game and then they lost the game as well Spurs haven't been back completely until last night where they beat uh, Crystal Palace 4-0 out of nowhere. And yeah, um, I'm very surprised by that. I yeah, like, the, I, I was watched the game but when I Yeah, saw and score. away, you know, bro. Like away some more like 4-0, yeah. Yeah, Crystal Palace is a good team, bro, <laughs> you know, so. And Chelsea still finding their feet under Potter, you know, still not there yet. I mean, uh, he's just taken over, so let's give him some time. Uh United quite in form uh, they finally break into the top 4 I think we'll talk about that later as well and Liverpool um Liverpool all right I think until the Brentford game but you know Rahul like you said they summarized it earlier you know they haven't been doing too well either so with that being said let's mm, I like the little summary well done Vizash thank you <laughs> this is like a quick recap huh uh, yeah not nice. bad huh so okay, I think that's a good segue into. Okay, before we go into our review section, let's just talk about the teams we're going to review. We're going to review Arsenal, league leaders. Then we're going to review United. Then we're going to review Brentford. And then for the preview section, we're going to re- uh, preview the Manchester derby and the North London derby. So with that being said, let's get into our first team of the segment: league leaders, Arsenal. Rahul, take it away, bro. Yeah, I mean you've summarized it pretty well there already. Arsenal's form this season have has been fantastic i think uh you know the points on the board speak for themselves speak for themselves already so 13 wins out of 17 games played they've only dropped seven points i think their only loss has come against united in a 3-1 loss uh, otherwise you know on the way they beat liverpool after a few years um they've been doing really really well uh, and i think for any team which hasn't challenged recently or hasn't won a league title recently, right, the season is basically batting away constant questions and doubts which are thrown at you. Um, and Arsenal have done that up to this point. I mean, funnily enough, right, we're in January and we're not even at the halfway mark of the season yet. Uh, you know, we're still two to three games off. So actually, the season is still pretty... Fresh, right? Still pretty long way fresh, to go, actually. You know, yeah. you know w- w- normally we talk about if a team is top at Christmas, top at January, right? They would have played, I think, a good almost 20, 20, 20 plus games. Yeah, 20 and we're not quite easily. there yet. So, I yeah. mean, again, you know, it's a small caveat. But I think the, the usual guys have picked up where they left off, which would have been always a doubt in any, you know, fans' mind, not just Arsenal fans. Saka, Odegaard, Martinelli against their first game back against Brighton. It was a 4-2 win. All three find themselves on the team sheet. All three played fantastic. Um... I often find it difficult as a Liverpool fan to sort of root for other teams just because you're invested, right? You've got a vested interest uh, and loyal, things loyalty and the whole and thing. Yeah, the whole thing with fans. But bias aside, you just sort of like happy. Oh, I love. Yeah, it's oh, great, Arsenal, man. Right, it's nice, fantastic. Right. Just everything about this Arsenal team, the fact yeah. that, you know, they've not signed. The, 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 their transfer strategy is, is so nice to see. You know, players like Odegaard, 
you know, even Gabriel when they brought him a few seasons back, bringing through Martinelli, Saka is a homegrown talent. Um, it's so nice to see. I really, really enjoy it, and it's very nice to see that this is a young team. There's so much more. There's so many years left for them, uh, which is so encouraging. Um, again, coming back to the questions thing, I think the big doubt was when Gabriel Jesus got injured, right? So Gabriel Jesus was obviously their number nine. Started the season off scoring loads of goals. Goals tapered off a bit, but he's still super important to the way they play. Um, he got injured. I think that was the big question of how are Arsenal going to do from this point. Absolutely fine. They've been playing really well since then. Second question is, when they restart from the World Cup, are they going to find that form? Fantastic performance at Brighton that answers that question. But I think the most encouraging thing for me, and I think the biggest fear that Arsenal fans have, is past the starting eleven. Do they still have the quality to sustain these performances? And based on, obviously, the small sample size so far, so it's good, right? And Eddie Nketiah, I think, has been playing well. He's been scoring, but I think off the ball and his contribution to overall play has been fantastic. Uh, I believe in the last two games, Arteta has done this thing where he's getting the full, both fullbacks off pretty early. So I think against um, Brighton, both of them came off in the 60th minute. Uh, the reason I remember that is because I've got bloody Ben White in my team. Ben and White. <laughs> sure. at that point. Uh, <laughs> and then against Newcastle as well, both of them come off, I think, a bit later on. So 73rd to 74th minute. So he's us- utilizing the squad. He's confident in who he has on the bench. And these are all signs which contribute for a team that can sustain this over a, peri- you know, a longer period. The only thing which I would say is a big caveat there is Brighton are a fantastic team. Okay, Brighton are a really good team. They absolutely destroyed Everton yesterday. Their next league game is against Liverpool, which again, <laughs> you know, we'll come to, I'm sure. Um, but they showed that Arsenal can be, you know, th- th- there is a way to play against them. There is a way you can get success. Mitoma, who's been a great success since being signed for them, he almost scores his second goal of the game in the 84th, 85th minute. It's rightly overruled for marginal very offside. Un- very unlucky, though. I mean, very unlucky, yeah. but it is an offside, right? There's nothing it is correct. Yeah, it's about correct. Decision, it. yeah. But if that goes in, uh, that brings it to 4-3. And the momentum was completely with Brighton, right? They had come back, they had scored those three goals, and there was still, I would say, a good eight, nine minutes of the game left, probably with added time. So who knows? But we're talking about things which haven't even happened. The point is saying that this team is not imperious. They are not how... Uh, a Man City were in the Centurion season. They're not Liverpool when Liverpool won the league. Where most teams come and start the game before the whistle even starts for kickoff, you know you're probably going to lose here. You know, they're not at that level yet. That's not to say they can't win the league, but I don't yep, expect them to be, uh, you know, hitting 100 points. I, 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 they've, they've dropped seven points now, so I think the max they can hit is what, 106, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they, they come close to that. Uh, obviously, they can make me look silly at the end of the season, but uh, we'll see. I think the other big challenge they come across is their more recent game against Newcastle. Right? I don't know if you guys watched the game. Um, yeah, that was going to be a tough game. I mean, Newcastle are a very good team. I think one of the best teams in the league. And uh, yeah, that was an interesting game to watch. I, I I thought it was a good result for Newcastle, not so great for Arsenal, to be fair. Newcastle had their chances as well. Yeah. Uh, in the game. But I think Arsenal should have won it. I think they were quite unlucky, No. 
Uh, I think in terms of clear cut chances, again I could be wrong, but I can't remember. Remember, many, yeah, actually know, clear, nothing. Clear yeah, cut chances. Yeah. I think a lot of half chances. I think the biggest claims that Arsenal fans will be frustrated about are the penalty shouts. Gabriel gets pulled yeah. in the penalty box from a set piece that looks like it should be given. They're often not given in the league. Uh, and then there's a handball at the end. I thought it was possibly a stonewall penalty at the time. Now I look back at it, I think maybe not. Um, but I think. What we're seeing again, similar to the Brighton game, is you know Arsenal are a good team, whatever, but they played two very good teams in these two games. Newcastle are are third, and I don't think they're third by any fluke. I don't think they'll be far off at the end of the season. And what happens is, if you put a very good team, not just Newcastle, right? If you had asked any good team to sit back and defend and not concede, is very difficult. We saw it with Mourinho teams when Chelsea were, you know, maybe not challenging at the top, but still a very good team. Say, let's say the 2012-2013 season. Oh, sorry, 2013-2014 season. And then we see the same thing with, you know, Mourinho when he was at United. They are very hard to score against a good team who's organized and a manager who knows what they're doing. And this is what you're seeing with Eddie Howe, right? Newcastle are just a very disciplined team. They've got big players in there. People like Dan Byrne. It's hard to score set pieces against them. It's hard to play centrally through them. They've got attackers like Joe Linton who are not afraid of working hard, hassling, harrying, pressing. So it's a tough game. It's a very tough game. It is disappointing. But again, the fact that you've got a five-point lead if City beat Chelsea today in January, after 17, 18 games played, it's still a good position to be in. A very good position to be in. Yeah, and I think we have to remember the expectations Arsenal had at the start. I feel this is a very Rodgers 13-14 season for Arsenal, but it looks like City are worse <laughs> than uh, that time that Liverpool was on. Yeah, the um, only way that Arsenal are not going to win the league is... if Sorry, the only way that Arsenal are going to win the league is if City just don't play well, lah. Uh, you know, at the at the way we look at things, like right, realistically. Yeah, it's all relative at the end yeah. of the end. Like these points drop, like it can be. I mean, this point gain basically it could be because Newcastle are basically third in the league yeah. right? and there's such a very good team, so it could be a really good result. Yeah, different to when Liverpool City were getting near hundred points, right, where every draw is just like, like tragic, <laughs> the worst result, yeah. basically a loss, right? Yeah. So that being said, now can I ask you all again? Do you all really think Arsenal are going to win the league? I mean, I feel there's a higher chance, obviously, now <laughs> from when I said uh, before. But are you still... Well, I don't know. I, th- I think it's still early days. Still early I days, think it's still huh? early days. Man City still have it in them to go... Yeah, on like on a 20-game... Or 10-win run. Or, yeah, those kind of slot. stuff. So You, Raul? Yeah. Uh, I think the way I look at it is... Um, even though we're almost at a halfway mark, they haven't played each other, right? So the game yes. was postponed. Uh, I can't remember. If it, was it the weekend of the Queen's death or maybe something else? So if you look at that, if I had to ask you now, you know, City play, oh yeah, they play each other home and away. Do you know? Do you see what what is the most likely result? In my head, it still is skewed towards City. Whether that means uh, a win at the Etihad and then a draw at the Emirates, mm. I. So if that happens, right? Let's say that happens. That's three mm-hmm. point gain already by City. And then, then the gap is two points. This is the me assuming that they beat Chelsea tonight, right? So I think even though it looks like it's five points or maybe even seven points if Chelsea win today or six points, um, it's the, the, the fact they haven't played each other is that big caveat there. Yeah. You know, I think I'll feel a lot more confident if I was Arsenal fan once I at least get one of those fixtures out of the way or even two of them. 
because mm. uh, I'm pretty sure they're pretty close by now, just the way the season has has fallen, right? Yeah. And then we'll have a better idea. I mean, my, my just because you follow City so closely, you follow Pep so closely as a Liverpool fan the last few years, I just they can they can just pull out you know points 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 points, and they've done it. They've done it. So I still think it's City's. Um, yeah. But we'll just see. Just the experience, yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah they have. Like I said, you Counts if they beat City home and away, wow, that's a you're looking at eleven point gap there. Yeah, the statement, <laughs> you know? bro, statement made. That's le- that's huge. Or yeah. the other way around, they get the win at the Emirates and they draw at the Etihad. That's also eight still good. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Arsenal yeah, planning any signings this January? They're looking at that. I don't know how you say his name, Mudrik or Madrik from Shakhtar. I think he's an attacking player, but apparently Chelsea are in for him as well. So. Um, otherwise, I haven't seen many links, but I could be wrong. Okay, so Arsenal's upcoming fixtures are Tottenham away, Man United at home, and then Everton away. I think pretty decent fixtures, not all winnable. But if Arsenal want to win the league, they have to win all three of these fixtures. So that being said, I think that pretty much wraps up the Arsenal segment. Uh, we'll catch you after the break in the United segment, which I will be covering. See you guys. So the second team that we're going to preview today, sorry, review today, is Manchester United. So they're currently sitting fourth. Um, I think this. I think they've finally broken into the top four since March last year. And they're now 35 points after 17 games played. Um, they're joint third on points with Newcastle, but Newcastle are ahead because of goal difference. And... Um, United still have a game in hand over Newcastle as well. So, I think United are in a good position at the moment. Um, I'm very happy so far with their performances, especially coming back after the World Cup. I was like, you know, we we have to win. Because the three games that we have after the World Cup, which were Nottingham Forest, Wolves and Bournemouth, are all winnable games, you know, in a, in a normal like run of a season. But it's just that, or oh, coming back from the World Cup, you know, so much uncertainty, injuries, that, this, you know, I was, I was a bit um, sceptical. But, yeah, they've, they've won all three games um, comfortably, all three clean sheets. So, I just want to talk about some of the players that have sort of helped, you know, besides the manager himself, who's, you know, sort of turned everything around. Uh, I just want to talk about Rashford, Marcus Rashford, Revival. So not only has he been scoring goals, I think he's up to about seven goals now this season in the league. Um, he's he's become a threat again. Um, <clears throat> he scored in large in 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 each of his last three games. Um, so yeah, bringing his total to seven. And uh, not only has he been providing goals, you know, he has been a constant threat whenever he plays. Um, you know, you can see more confidence, and his decision making has improved drastically. And, um, like, even the Wolves game, right? He was benched because he was late to a team meeting. So, that was a punishment for him. He was benched. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a big topic. You know uh, you know how it was actually, a bit... Actually, actually, it was just being late. Like, okay, yeah. No, right. But you know what would have been funny? If, let's say United had lost that game and he didn't play. You know, that would have become the main thing, lah. You know? Oh, that is true, off. yeah. But thank God he came on and he scored the winner. And we won the game one year. You know, and yeah, everything. MBE. Yeah, MBE. What a guy. That's what happened. So I want to I put back the question to you all. What do you all think of Rashford? Am I just, you know, being like overconfident because I'm a United fan? Is that biasness? Or what do you all think when you all see him? You all saw him at the World Cup, although a little bit only. But whenever you all see him for United, what do you all think? I don't know. I feel there's always like 
a purple patch of form and then I think it's mainly about being consistent right for Rashford I think this is one of the best forms he's been in um, ever and I feel like there's more focus now on him right with like the center point of like Ronaldo and stuff being away so I think that's helping him yeah giving him the the I guess yeah giving him more importance in the team this is the this is the Rashford that I that I saw um, I think under Ole's first season if I'm not mistaken when Rashford was playing off the left all the time, I think he, that was his best season. I remember this this one game where he, you know, he scored against Leicester. Um, he scored against Spurs, the one where you know he beat like two players and he sort of you know hit it near post. And like that Rashford was so so scary, bro. Like every time Rashford had the ball, the right back or whoever you know used to shit their pants. They're like, oh fuck, he's gonna come, you know. And we're seeing glimpses of that, lah, you know, and and we're seeing a much more refined version of that, I would say, but. You know, back to your point, Kaiser, consistency has been his problem. So let's see. You how, know, how old is he, uh, Viz? I think he's 26 this year. Oh, oh yeah. Wow, okay. He's a bit yeah, older he's, he's older already, bro. I think but he's the 26. thing is, yeah, I think because yeah, he's been he around know. for so long, right? Yeah, it's about like, time, right? <laughs> no, not, a, not, not, not so much about, about time. I think it's, very, it's expected, la, I think, in, in players who, you know, really start playing first team football very young you will see these sort of peaks and troughs quite naturally. So I think the fact that 26, I mean, this is when he's heading towards his peak he's, years, right? He's 25, but he turns 26 ah, 25. this so, year. So, yeah, exactly. So yeah. he's still very young. You know, he's yeah. still very, very young. Uh, his best years, I mean, striker's best years are what, 28, 29, around then? Mm, around there, so yeah. So he's, he's not even there yet. And this guy's been consistently in United's first 11 for the what? past six seven years yes yeah that's crazy yeah. man that's crazy and the expectation the you know it's not easy it's really not easy yeah i just hope he he continues this and then takes it to the next level uh. remember we spoke about this raul like w- um, his comparison with i always said like whatever rashford's going to achieve in football i think it's going to be like of sterling level you, you get what i'm saying like the best he'll ever be is another sterling not to say sterling's not a great player or anything but you know you compare the sterlings with the likes of like your like your other, like Salah and like, you know, the, the the really, really good players, you know, there are levels, right? I think the only difference is, I mean, you cannot discount the... The team that he's the playing value, for. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. yeah. You know, that's my argument with Sterling. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> the fact that, you know, he's played for the best team in England, the best team yeah. in the world for the yeah. majority of his career, you know. Yeah. Um, his numbers are not the same at Chelsea as they were at City. Exactly. Yeah. Um, and that's to, not to say like, I mean, Chelsea are not in a good place, but they're not a rubbish team. Mm. Rashford has I mean for the majority of his career he's played for a team which has not definitely not been the best in England yeah at times or not even you know top four in England yeah so it's difficult man for a young player it's very difficult I think there are very few footballers in the history of football who can consistently perform in and out despite the players and the team they are playing in you know, yeah. so he's just, I mean, he's exactly like that. There's no coincidence that Rashford's best football and best goal scoring happens when United are playing well. Well, yeah. As a team. You know, there's yeah. no coincidence. La. Fair. That makes sense. So other noteworthy mentions, I would say are players like Casemiro. I think he's been really, really solid. Um, he's more of a, I feel bad because like, I remember when we signed him, we, we did a clip, right? We did like a short reel saying that, yeah, you know, Casemiro's great and all, but he's not Frankie de Jong, you know, and we wanted Frankie de Jong. But in the end, I think he's worked out perfectly. You know, Casemiro, he shows 
his experience, his he's just so good. When he's playing for you guys, like like you feel so much more confident because there's one thing United lacked for God knows how many years has been having a proper CDM and a CDM that can have uh, the physicality to dominate the midfield and and he does that so well. You know, maybe, you know, we've not seen him against like the likes of City, Liverpool, like all the big, big games. But against the bottom half of the, the league, right, all the teams, he just dominates the midfield, you know, he shows his class. He's really good. And again, no coincidence that this is when you're picking up your clean sheets, right? Yeah. yeah. People always attribute a bad defence to just the back four players but and no. centre-backs. But it's not. It's so important, I think, yeah. what's in front of them. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So that, that's why, coming back to the the scenario of if, let's say, we didn't have him, I think it'd be a big problem, you know. If Casemiro gets injured, it's going to be a big problem for United. You know, you can s- people don't see this. I think in hindsight only they will realise if, you know, Casemiro to get injured, this United team are a different team entirely. Fred, Fred McTom again. Yeah, Fred McTom again. La. But, you know, let's, let's see how Ten Hag has sort of, you know, maybe elevated their game to a certain extent. Because let's not forget, McTominay was benching <laughs> Casemiro before Casemiro going into the first eleven. Damn funny. <laughs> Another person, Shaw. Um, I yeah. think he sort of revived as well. Like you said, Rahul, I don't think it's a surprise that Shaw is yeah. playing his best football when United as a team are playing are playing, well, yeah. playing so yeah. well. And the thing about Shaw is, um, out of the three last games United played, the last the first two he played at left centre back. And he was so good, bro. So, so good at left centre-back. Fast. Decision-making good. Better smart. than Martinez? Uh, n- no, la, no. La. I, wouldn't, I wouldn't say they that. Off- la. They offer different things. They offer different things. But, good. okay, I would go as far as saying that he's our third-choice centre-back. Huh? No, but similar, right? I mean, both of them are Short, not tall. Yeah, not tall. Yeah, but I mean, aerially and all, Martinez is still there. La. You know, a bit more aggressive. And Shaw is just very smart, very intelligent. Um... And then you see him playing at left back the last game. He plays so well, you know. That's when you realise, like, this guy... Because we saw Malaysia play the last two games at left back. And then you see Shaw playing at left mm. back. You're like, this guy is our starting left back, like, you know. And he's good enough to be our third starting centre-back after Varane and Martinez. And he scores a goal, Shaw. And of course, we didn't bring him in. Of course, we talked about it, but we won't bring him in. I and then he goes on and scores. I, I think he has less than five goals uh, for United or less than three yeah. goals or something. The last goal was against City in the City, Derby. Yeah. Was two that one the one, that we, all, the one that we all benched him. We all benched him, right? him yeah. because against yeah. City. Yeah. Right? yeah. Was that last season or season before? Season before. <laughs> season I before. I think season Are before. Are you sure? Oh, yeah. And then Bruno, I would say also, another a player. I, I think he hasn't been um, like outstanding or anything. Like he's, You, you realise he's not scoring every game. He's not assisting every game. But he's there and thereabouts. You know, very... Definitely above average performance every time. Always a 7 or an 8 out of 10 performance from him. And something that, you know, uh, as a United fan, I've seen in Bruno is the consistency. Because some games, it's just absolutely crap, bro. Like, he just skies the ball, trying to make magic happen. But he's toned down a lot of that. You know, he's refined it. A lot of it, again, it comes back to he feels like he doesn't have to, you know. What do you I mean? I feel huh? a lot of players, uh, right, when, they, that when the trust is in the rest of the team... Yeah. And you feel like you don't have to do everything yourself. Mm. Yeah. You can just yeah. I, you can just do what you you're very good at yeah. and you don't have to go beyond that. Bruno when he signed for United, remember how many goals he scored in that first season? He yeah. was the main guy. Main he man. felt yeah. he had to do everything, everything. himself. Yeah. Now that's not the case. He's yeah. surrounded by quality. He's playing in a system which uh, you know, is He's well playing defined, in a system like well end up. Yeah, exactly. So this is the difference <laughs> you see when you put players who are very good players, but they feel like 
oh, I don't have to do more than what I really just need to do. This is my job. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it fucking well every time. Yeah. Eight, like you said, eight out of ten, eight out of ten, eight out of ten. It's only then you see him. I'm sure he's less frustrated. He's yeah. Less, I was gonna ask. Do you see? Less. Do you see him like less no, angry yeah, and less frustrated? So because he used less. to be tantrums like, all very bitch. less already. No more. Wow. No more whining. All that. Got like here and there lah, but very minimal. Yeah, like, that's his nature. His nature lah, but yeah. Not over the top. You know, coming back to, I just want to highlight the Bournemouth game, okay? And I just want to put this point out there, saying that I don't think United are good enough to finish in the top four, okay? Because I feel we don't have the squad enough. You know, if we can play the same eleven, like our strongest eleven every game, then yeah, okay, I can say okay, maybe United can finish in the top four. But when you when you know, in a realistic uh, season, you're gonna have so many games, you're gonna have to rotate team A, team B, and all that. And the problem with United is every time we put out our even our second starting centre back or second left back, United tend to crumble in past seasons. You know, it's either we don't win or we draw nil nil or some stupid result like that. But this season, there's something different about it. Like against Bournemouth, the back four that started were Aaron Wan Bissaka, Maguire, Lindelof, and Shaw. This is centre back Oli's back four, okay. And this is the same back four that finished what seventh or sixth. You know, like, but in that game. They look very comfortable. Of course, not as comfortable as Varane and Martinez and all, but they look comf- comfortable enough to go on and beat Bournemouth. They beat Bournemouth 3-0, clean sheet. And what I'm trying to say is, like, there's a proper system in place now. Like, the players, like you said, going back to your point, Raul, they can you know, just the players, slot in, right? Yeah, they can just mm-hmm. slot in yeah. and they know already, yeah. agaga, what is their role? What you know, they have to do, yeah. There's no yeah. reliance on individual brilliance anymore, la, if I were to put it that way. Now, if we see any individual brilliance, right, it stands out even more because everybody's doing their part. So if somebody were to do something extra, it's like, wow, you know? So it's nice to see. It's it's a team. La. That's what we're seeing. And he's getting the best out of average players like like these players, you know, considering yeah, you don't have Ronaldo very, anymore. Um, if I was a United fan, so far, I can't, I really can't think of a fault he's done. He handled the Ronaldo thing fantastically. Yeah, yeah. He's going to say the Ronaldo thing. Really, yeah. really well in all aspects. I remember we had Joel on the show talking about Ten Hag and stuff. I mean, especially he watched him so closely. There were, I mean, he, I mean, laid praise on him, but also like a lot of doubts about how he can handle like the big characters and the English media and stuff. But like, it's been very impressive so far. So far, lah. So far. So let's hope that continues. I mean, uh, there's no Ronaldo anymore. Now, we all know he's in Al Nasser. Uh, there's no Sancho. Sancho has deleted his Instagram. He's going through some personal <laughs> problems. He's training alone. Damn. We don't know what happened to him. Anthony's injured. And um, Varane Martinez should be back against City. So, looking forward, United play um, Everton in the FA Cup. Then Charlton, Charlton Athletic in the Carabao Cup. And then in the league, they play City at home. And then Arsenal away. So, let's Oof. see. How they so United? I think are set up in a in a in a good position to go up against uh, Arsenal and City. So we'll see. We'll talk about that in the review preview section later. So that being said, yeah, that pretty much wraps it up. And um, let's talk about Brentford. Tony the Gambler. <laughs> yeah, the I boy. Mean, Tony, he's like been charged <laughs> with like two hundred fifty charges or something. Like <laughs> gambling, bro. Oh my god. That's why he's getting all his goals in now, bro. To last him for the next two three years. <laughs> doesn't earn enough or what? Doesn't get any goal bonus or what? I don't know what he's doing, man. But uh, yeah, 
Brentford, uh, starting at Brentford, they are ninth right now uh, after their big win against Liverpool above Chelsea, but they've played two more games. They're definitely one of the more informed teams in the league. Three wins and three draws. Um, and not just to any team, they beat City and Liverpool in that time and drew Spurs. So we thought we had a little um, dive into what they're doing uh, right, basically. And I mean, like you mentioned earlier, Tony is the main man. I don't know if you guys watch a lot of their games, but I think we've known this since before, even before Brentford came out of the league. But he's integral to a lot of the attacking moves that they do, basically. They lump balls up to him, and he's so versatile as well. He's fast, he's strong, he can. He's hit so the good, lah! I wish United can like go out and sign Ball him. Here. Yeah, you I did know, mention but, yeah. but, but I really like him. But I wonder if there's something more to. I mean, I, I know for us, this whole gambling thing has only come out in the last few weeks, right? But I wonder that is that why no big club went for him in the summer? Because I mean, there's so many things. I'm sure if you're in football you'll be privy to a long time yes. before right you know yeah. so i mean i'm sure he would have been he and his people and brentford would have been aware that this is you know this is happening yeah. is that why you know no team tries has to even been linked this right. coming he's yes, never been correct. linked to so Which and he's so english weird. you know that's the weird and part and he's so good right? yeah yeah and he's so, so i think good, maybe, yeah. maybe maybe there's some truth to uh they you know <laughs> this a long time because this all didn't happen in the Premier League, right? This was when they're still in the Championship or in yeah. League One. Like it was a yeah. long time ago. I, I think it was, yeah. It was the the past as well. I'm just imagining when you said that it's like Tony keeps on doing like personality tests about failing just because he has like a gambling personality, you know? <laughs> personality <laughs> test. Like this first round interview that he just fucking fails all the time <laughs> with football clubs. Uh, but yeah, he he was injured uh, during the West Ham game, and so he didn't play against Liverpool, but. Obviously, knowing how shit Liverpool are, that didn't make a difference. Uh, but credit has to be given to Brentford um, with how they set up, basically, because um, they are pretty... I think we talked about plan A and plan B, and their plan A is pretty strong with their 4-3-3 and their strong focus on set pieces. Um, so in each of their four games, they've scored a set piece, so not just corners, which if you guys watch the Liverpool game, they absolutely battered us with. Do you um, see the, the setup was so interesting, right? Like, so they all... Yeah. Or the, like so many of them go towards the Liverpool defensive line and then yeah. just before the kick is taken like a few of them pull away like it's so it's, it's very I don't know what yeah, I don't yeah. know what it means or what they're trying to do but it was interesting and to every, see yeah and every corner is different I think they work on it so much that they have so many different variations so like you can't really predict what they do in the next one and they, uh, I mean they put the ball in it four times yeah four exactly. times <laughs> from the set pieces <laughs> from the set it's pieces, embarrassing yeah. man it's, it's yeah wow yeah, uh, and somehow most of that ended up at Visa, which um, him and Mbumo led the front line with no Tony, uh, and they had so many chances uh, against us. And Mbumo, he is, um, I mean, very effective, but not clinical. Uh, still managed to score against us. Uh, apart from the set pieces, um, as I mentioned, the aerial prowess of Tony is something um, they really focus on in terms of the way they attack. Uh, but without Tony, they pump it towards the sides how similar Van Dyke does to sort of Salah, uh, long passes out from the back. And then, of course, a quick counter-pressing, which has been known ever since they came up uh, from the lower division. Uh, but to look at the Liverpool game specifically, 3-1, um, they had a disallowed goal as well. Uh, it's got two set-piece goals. Um, and a lot of it, even though they seem to attack Van Dyke and Simica's side, a lot. I think Abumo was having a lot of joy on the right. Um, it seemed like a lot of the goals did come from uh, Trent's side and the disallowed goals. 
uh, as well. So basically, they, they share did, all of they our did defense. They did something very similar when we when Liverpool drew with them three three last season as well, where they just overload their left side during set pieces, or like when a mm. cross is coming in, like you said on Trent's side, and then that's where they scored last season as well. So yes, I think. So, yeah. I mean, it's credit to them where it's due, but I don't know how Liverpool have come against the same team and not been able to deal with the exact same Problem. tactic. You know, it's so it's just really, really poor. But um, as you said, Brentford. It's so nice to see teams which are coming up now, who are not your typical relegation fighting physical long ball <laughs> 10 men behind the ball teams you know like yeah. it's so refreshing to see and it shows where football is going where they i think people have seen it's not enough to be that kind of team if you want to survive in the premier league long term right you need to play football you need to be tactically inept you need to um know what you're doing yeah they have an they have an identity basically and yeah the set piece thing has been a focus since they came up and i think some of the People in that set piece team have gone to the like Arsenal and Spurs, which have improved uh, their set pieces as well. So they're trying to find these marginal gains, I guess, against the bigger teams when they come up, um, and it's yeah, paying dividends basically. Yeah, and they beat uh, West Ham two 0 as well. While well, West Ham uh, were on a four-game losing streak, so they're definitely one of the off-form teams uh, in the league, along with Southampton. Uh, the upcoming fixtures after their tough run of fixtures, where they did really well in uh, Bournemouth. Home leads away and Southampton home. So Brentford are uh, looking good for climbing up the table. But we'll see without Tony um, how they'll fare. Yeah, I think Brentford are definitely like a top six, top seven team. La, I Oof. think. No. I mean, well, in this, in this, season, this season, season. In this season. So? You don't think so? Who are they better I mean, than top six. the top six? Top six is... Uh, okay, who are, they, who are in the top six right now? Top City, ten. Arsenal, Arsenal. Arsenal City, <laughs> City, Chelsea, Newcastle, Spurs, Liverpool. United. I mean, oh, you mean and United. So yeah. already got Newcastle, right? So that makes it seven. Seven. Yeah. Okay lah. Top eight lah. <laughs> I think they come up <laughs> to that. No uh. They're better than Southampton. That, they're better than better Leeds. Than, better than Brighton, you think? Bro, Southampton are twenty. <laughs> Definitely Not better, better than, than Brighton lah. Sure. Better than West Ham. Better than Leicester. Top top ten for top sure. 10 top ten lah. La. Sure, top la. better than yeah, Crystal Palace. I think. I think. I think they're better than Crystal yeah, Palace. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Ninth lah. I think that's where they deserve to be. Ninth. Well, top right table now. finish for a small club like that is damn good, bro. Really good. Damn. Well, good, Fulham are seventh now, so this season is a is a madness. Is a madness, bro. Currently. This season is a madness. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. I it's love a, this game. Actually, yeah. Looking at that, it looks like oh, it can really be a Arsenal win the league kind of season. Yeah, it is, and I think they deserve it, lah. They've been playing so well. They've been playing the best so far. Mm. I hope Europe mixes stuff up, but yeah. Okay, guys, that pretty much wraps up our review segment. Um, we'll catch you in our preview segment. We're going to keep it short. Catch you after the break. So the first fixture that we're going to preview is the Manchester Derby. So Man United play Manchester City at home. In the reverse fixture, Man United got thumped 6-3. Um, this is the fixture where I said United were not going to concede. Varane and uh, Martinez were not going to concede. But Haaland, the onslaught. <laughs> oh yeah, no, what I said was uh, <laughs> that you will stop Haaland or some shit like that. Like, then the reel came out, <laughs> abused everything. and You know, for some reason, I, I'm just He's gonna so... He's going to go for it again. La. <laughs> He's going to do it again. 
<laughs> I don't think Haaland's gonna do God. it. I don't. I don't think another hat trick, like guys, like that's <laughs> crazy, bro. That's crazy, right? That's. I think he'll score, but not a hat trick, lah. Oh Lord, I hope not, lah. Especially the form United are in. See, the thing is, United were also sort of in form when they played City the previous time, you know. But this is City, bro. You know, the only thing that's backing me here is United playing well, and uh, we don't have any major injuries. I hope Anthony will be back for that game. And then we have... Yeah, we're playing at home. Manchester Derby, you know, pumped up. Everybody's going to run a bit more. You know, it'll be, be fun lah. It'll be fun. What do you guys think? How do you think this is going to turn out? I don't think it'll be as big a uh, gap as last time. But I can't... Yeah, I think... It, I, st- well, I still think it's a City win. I still think it's a City win. So maybe a... Uh, 2-1 City later. 2-1, 3-1. Maybe a 3-1, something like that. Hmm. You Kaiser, you so yeah. I think it'll be a close game though. Uh, but yeah, I think. Oh man, I don't want to go for another draw. But See, I think it will be close. United yeah. want will want be to beat City at home because they're trying to get top four. City at the same time want to try wants and to keep City. up with Arsenal. Doing it is a different thing. <laughs> what ah? Huh? Everyone wants to beat City. <laughs> it doesn't yeah. mean you can. True, but if there's one team that I know who can beat City. Is it's not Man United last year. No, it's Man United lah. <laughs> <laughs> no, like, I think it's a, I think it's a boss. I think it's a possibility. It's a Manchester yeah. derby, dude. Anything can happen, man. I was so confident us beating them away at the Etihad. Casim- Casimiro you know, lah, fucking ninetieth minute. <laughs> I really don't know, man. It's so scary. Okay, oh let's God, get the Arsenal fans will be fine. Do City have any major injuries? Not no, a minute. Uh, so centre back wise, I don't know if yeah. all of them are back yet. They all they thing. always have a centre back thing, but I mean they have so much. They have all the players, the squad depth. For that. Honestly, I'm I'm way more afraid of playing Arsenal than City. To be fair, really, yeah, that's really? a lot coming from me. Yeah, really, Why? bro, really. I think that's fair though. The thing is, Do you think Arsenal, so? right? Yeah, it's just Arsenal lah. They're wingers, right? They're so unpredictable, bro. Like Saka and all. You you don't know which way he's gonna go. You don't. They just they're good, lah, bro. They're very good, lah, Arsenal. They're so good. I think this and will I be feel a recency Arsenal, bias, lah. No, lah. Recency points. bias is one thing, but recency recently their form also better, what, bro? Like yeah, that type of I team, ah, so. you Only score against them, ah, right, they're not gonna keep yeah. quiet. They're gonna keep trying to count, get back into the game. And these players have drop points. So Arsenal also have drop points. Their last game. One, they are what second draw in the whole season, uh, bro. They're good, lah. Okay, predictions for this one. <laughs> so <laughs> your predict. Okay, Rahul go first. For City United. Ah. Uh. Yeah. Oh. Um. Oh, should we do the predictions later, or should we just do it now? No, we know we might as well do it now. I would yeah. say I I'll go for three one City. Kaiser. I'll go two one City. I'll go 2-1 Man United. Nice. Yeah, I think cool. pretty much wraps that. Um, oof, North London derby. So difficult to call this one. Spurs at home to Arsenal. I think Arsenal going to destroy Spurs, lah. honestly. Oh, wow. That was different really to your previ- previous one. You thought Spurs would win, huh? The previous one, yeah. I thought Spurs yeah. would win, right? Yes. But Kane is, Kane is on fire. Kane yeah. came back. Son also took out his mask all yesterday. So... <laughs> Oh, it? <laughs> yesterday frost, the game bro. before right no uh, not, not no the Crystal Palace one like, he took out, like, ah yes uh. <laughs> oh I thought it was the previous <laughs> game he took out his mask and threw Ce- celebration it. Yeah, yeah it's his new celebration oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah. 
So Spurs, um, you know, they're still Spurs finding so their form. Weird, I can't read. Yeah, I really can't read them actually. It's difficult, right? They're just probably gonna park the bus line and then try to hit Arsenal on the counter. I think Arsenal gonna control that game because you got no World Cup, you got no Golden Boot. Yeah. Yeah. One thing is like I don't think I think Spurs sort of know they're the worst team in this sense. Like they're not gonna go toe to toe. Yeah, they will go yeah. smart about it, lah. They'll be smart about it, right? I would think so, lah. But still, yeah, Arsenal. I think are just too good. Arsenal la. onslaught, bro. They're crazy good, man. Hmm. Ballon d'Or, yeah. I'm gonna go 3-1 Uish 3-1 man <laughs> 3-1 to Arsenal bro 3-1 oh, to yeah. Arsenal You Raul? 2-1 Arsenal I think Uish Yeah I'm gonna go the same 2-1 That's tough for me yeah. Okay then guys I think pretty much Wraps this particular pod We'll catch you In the next one Happy New Year everyone Take care It's the Baller Boys Tony is very lucky that his father is a better person than Oli. And I think you're, you, you, are, you are an ostrich. Next Tuesday, April Fool's Day, he's the biggest fool in Manchester. And that is you, David Myers. Football heritage. No one wants to be a fullback as a kid. No one wants to grow up and be a Gary Neville. But unfortunately, crimes and wars will multiply. I love football.